Hey, it's Matt. And Autumn. And you're listening to Getting, Getting Stiffed. Stiffed. We remembered this week. We did. I forgot what the intro was last week. <laughs> well, it had been a minute. No, I know. It had been a minute. We got the outro. I did cut out that. There was a little bit where you're like, I got it. You whispered and I cut that part out Fuck. just because I was like, well, <laughs> we should cut it out. Uh, but no, today is an extra, extra, extra special episode. We're at episode 10. Is this really so episode 10? This is episode oh, 10, wow, yeah. I know that. Double digits. Wow, we made it, y'all. Yeah, I told you my counting was off until Spotify reminded me. Oh, gotcha. But as we have teased and promised and are now delivering, we have our first ever male guest, Autumn's partner, Nathan. <laughs> Hello. Like, I feel like getting that was perfect. That was perfect. Well, as always, when we have a guest on before we can do anything else, we've got to take our obligatory shot. Bottoms Julia. up. Oh my god, I'm coming. Yeah, and our roommate's joining too. All right. Cheers. 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 You all should know we're also chasing with watermelon, so. Uh-huh. So Oh, disgusting. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, so I made everyone drink bourbon because it's my favorite. I'm good. Yeah. I need chaser, bitch. Yeah. That's what that look was. <laughs> yep, it is your favorite, and we indulged. Well, I was figuring you were gonna say bourbon, or you were gonna say gin. Yeah, that was gin, my other guess. Gin doesn't feel like a good shot, though. That's like that's an aggressive stance. That's because we did gin with. Annie, I think we've yeah. already done it. Yeah, I joke. listened to the gag noises and I was like, you know what, maybe we'll do bourbon. I think that was me. <laughs> it's always me. I don't know why I'm... Yeah, yeah. you're bad at all shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Nate, we are really excited you're on the podcast officially. So excited, Nathan. I'd say here, but you're over here here a lot in our house, so... Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Always. Appreciate it. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about today. All right, boys. Yeah. So to start off with, how'd y'all get stiffed this week? Me go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, You're the cutest here, so. Thank you. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are here. <laughs> they try. Um, That's true. Sorry if you hear the chewing in the background. I think the biggest way I've gotten stiffed is stiffing myself recently. So mm, I'm my favorite. currently in grad school. I'm doing a master's program. And now that the summer has come, I'd rather be doing anything else but like studying or writing papers. Sitting in your windowless office. Sitting in my windowless office. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm really, really bad at time management. So my homework is all due Sunday at 11.59. So it's very much become a do homework for 12 hours on Sunday and write a really crappy paper and just hope that they trust me and hope that they are as little putting as little care and effort as I am. So I mean, in your Sundays defense, like it seems dream. like it's been working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sundays are just like a fever dream of paper writing and hoping that I get everything He's like, don't talk to me. And then I watch four <laughs> hours of documentaries by myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It works. Or, and or then, we go drink on Sundays. Right, right. <laughs> I watched, I binged the whole Hillsong documentary and like one homework <laughs> stint for him. And I, he came out and he was like, what are you watching? And I was like, don't talk to me. So invested. So yeah, that'd be, that's definitely how my poor time management to leads to a fever dream of counseling homework we love that so tell us a little bit about what you're in school for so i'm in school for clinical mental health counseling uh hoping to be a therapist in three years from now which is kind of crazy um really hoping to work with like 18 to 29 year olds um that's when i got into therapy and i've seen how like 
really helped me and helped me develop and helped me become, you know, the person who I'm pretty happy with I am now. Uh, and so wanting to help other people kind of see that same transition in life and kind of destigmatize the stuff around mental mental health and mental illness. Um, so yeah, got started in that. I started in January and I graduate in June of 2026. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I can't cheer yet. You gotta get at least halfway before I start cheering for you. Fair enough. I'll right cheer now, for you. Thank like, you. If you really want to drop out, that's totally fine. I'm not even gonna worry about it. No, it's I've fine. already I've already sunk too much money in at this <laughs> point. Where yeah. it's like, well, yeah. I've already done half of a master's program of a different program, so I really can't back out of this one too. I was in an interview <laughs> no. this week and someone had asked me about my education background and I was like, Yeah, I got halfway through my master's and realized I don't wanna do this, but it was free, so I just kept going. Yeah, that seems irresponsible to not yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I was technically getting paid to go there, so yeah. And I have no desire to get a master's at all. I mean, Even if it's free, I don't want to go back to school. Across the board, let me know if you think of a different area. It is just an extra easy degree that supposedly moves you up a pay grade. Yeah, I would say the the leap from... I. So I was in high school from 2008 to 2011, and I think... Or 2007 to 2011. And I think high school, like, really in that time period, like, really amped up college, where they were like, you're gonna have your phones yep. on your desk? Yeah. Like, you're gonna do all that? You're not, you can't do that in college. My college professors are literally on their fucking phones. Right. So then you get to college, and you realize that, like, oh, that's not true, but, like, you still have people that not necessarily, like, care about your education, but are, like, want you to learn. Yeah. And then once you get into grad school, they basically assume you know stuff, and so it's just like... They also assume you want to learn, and so yeah. if you're not putting in that effort yourself, they don't care. Right. A lot of it is like, can you argue your point? So it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter what yeah. your point is. Like, when I did my business program, it was like, yeah, totally. How are you going to back that up with facts? And you just have to, like, be a good arguer, right. and they'll give you an A, but you have to have the correct... They just right. assume you're already at a certain level. So it is easier in that way that, like... Right. You're learning in a way of your own... And I'm online. So it's like you're learning in a way that you understand and you're trying to defend that position or that paper right. or whatever to your professor. And if you do it, in, even if they don't agree with it, if you do it in a good way, then they will give you a good grade. Right. That's what I've always Yeah, mine was similar. Mine was very like, can you critically think about these topics? Can yeah. you demonstrate to me that you can critically think about these topics? Maybe I would handle things differently, but like that doesn't mean your way is wrong. Yeah, like my professor in this class is like, you can guys can turn stuff in late, that's fine. Don't make it too late, but like I understand you all are working professionals. Right. Like it's an online program. You guys have other things going on. It's the summer. She's like, right. just make sure if it's due on Sunday, you turn it in before the next Sunday and just email it to me. And then I'll grade it. It's fine. I totally understand. So it's like, they're way more accommodating, but it's also like, your work does have to be graduate level. Work. Right. It just has to be defendable. Yeah. So for context, Nate's program is sprint courses, basically the entire way through. So it's like six to eight week courses yeah, so at it's a all, time. So a semester is 16 weeks. Yeah. Um, so we have one class every eight weeks and it's yeah. through, it's year long. It doesn't. Yeah. So as soon as one class ends, the next one starts. Yeah. But yeah. So... So he really stiffed himself for yeah. theoretically like the next three years. Yeah, <laughs> really, really bad at playing. Yeah. <laughs> you also, I mean, I guess both like did something cool and also stiffed yourself recently by buying a house. 
Yes. Yeah, I forget that that is like a I, thing same, that I did recently. Is, yes, yeah. um, I have officially... We had Taylor Swift going down right, during I all of this. Taylor Tomlinson. So, yeah, there was a lot going on. So, yeah, I recently purchased a home. So, I stiffed myself by giving away a majority of the money that I currently have in the bank account, which was so hard to write. He that did not throw off, though. So, that's exciting for him. Yeah, it was very hard to write that check and pass that over and just be like, oh, it's gone now. Um, but it's better than lighting. Like money on fire every month for rent, which is, is essentially what, what we're all doing anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's like it's it, it's marginally better, but it feels yeah. so much worse because you're <laughs> so seeing you're, so much more money leave your account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like oh, I've been renting for. You ever like thought about doing the amount of like like the math over like the amount of money you paid? Oh, like that's what I was just rent. thinking. It's like if yeah. I if I look at the amount of rent that I've paid since I was. Nine, uh, 20 was when I got my first like should do that. outside of college so like in the last 8 years how much money have I spent yeah. on rent and that's like how much money did I just put as a down payment on this house and yeah. I haven't done the math but it's, I'd be curious it's vomit yeah. level it's vomit yeah. level because I had sure. to do I, my yeah. last background check for my last job I had to write down every place I'd lived in the last I think 7 years mm-hmm. which covered pretty much all of college and I'd be curious if I added up all that money how much I paid uh, uh, yeah, yeah, ignorance is bliss yeah. There is a there is a Here's the I've never paid more than nine hundred a month but, while renting. Only because I mean, like still, I but that's pur- add like, up over time. Yeah, but like that was the most and for the most time, like I purposely am still the like also, like you, Autumn, I like living with people. Right. So I'm like, let's get roommates and right. let's keep How that rent as low as possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, nine hundred yeah, bucks so a year. month is almost ten thousand dollars a year. But yeah. So it's it like, is. man. Do that for ten years, and you're just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, true. So I'm pretty sure if I looked, I'd be like, oh, but it's definitely not as much as people paying, like you know, that twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars in oh some of the bigger gosh. cities for a studio apartment in New York City. I have right. I have friends that live in Santa Monica, and their two bedroom apartment is they each pay twenty two hundred dollars. That's disgusting. Yeah. Ew. Because you need like a three bedroom for. Just twenty two and Karen Rapids. If you want it, if you want it, so much. Yeah, her house is like, yeah, no, it's well less than that. Yeah, it is ridiculous. When you told me that, they're each paying that much. Yeah, our current house is like a third of that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's horrible. But I mean, I mean, if the income in that area is like. Yeah, but if you, like, it's, it's, it's that whole thing of, like, if you adjust income, like, per place, like, they both make an right. crazy amount right. of money, but spending, but bringing that, like, to Grand Rapids, it's right. marginally more than, like, what, like, most people that age make, mm-hmm. but they're just spending so much more of it. It's crazy. That's insane anyway yeah. so i don't want to talk about money anymore uh, yeah Matt, how the fuck were you uh stiffed this oh week? my god now i'm stressed <laughs> yeah no it's uh, <laughs> where's the line <laughs> well i'm sorry because i just got out of a very hot shower also I had to uh, shave, so. it is 85 in here do you want me yeah. to open a window yeah because i know we closed the blinds to we so we closed our blackout curtains earlier today to kind of keep the house cooler but then that also meant closing all the windows so we probably should get some airflow all right, so oh. we are not dying anymore. Yeah, we're not dying. Yeah. Sorry, it took a second to load. We're back. No, you're we're good. Back. You're good. Weird pauses, everyone. We're constantly <laughs> doing that here. Anyway, no, so Matt, to return to our earlier yes, conversation. Yeah, how am I getting stiff? Yeah, how have you been getting stiff? Um, 
Dad, I love you, but Father's Day at the restaurant I worked at sucked. We were understaffed, and we did, like, an extra 175 people that we weren't counting on. <laughs> at one point, I looked at my coworker, and I was like, how are you doing? He's like, I want to cry. And I was like, okay, good, because I want to cry right now, too. We can cry right. together. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Misery loves company. Well, I, okay, and I got this. So we're a little bit more fine dining at this restaurant now, and our Steps of service are, there's like 20 steps of service to actually go through everything with people. And like, even if you cut that down, it's still like, you still have to give at least like the first top seven to like at least let people know how the menu works, what's going on, all this stuff. And when you're getting triple sat and then you're trying to run drinks and Right. And so now you have three stuff. tables that are moving through the steps of service and at then, the same time. Same time. Too. And then, um, like, I don't get me wrong, I'm glad, like, I work at a place where we do a lot of bottles of wine. Right. But, like, we have, we decant all our red wine. We do all this, and at one point I had to open three bottles of wine while also getting triple sat. So, so call, call me ignorant for not being fully in the restaurant, but uh, steps of service. Like, elaborate. got you. So, like, you have to greet them. Yeah. We have to ask if they're part of our membership. So, so that's, like. That's two right there. Two right yeah. there. Okay. Um, um, oh, so it's you, like every interaction. So I have every yeah. interaction. I also, mean, you can, you can combine those into one interaction, but there are points you have to hit. Yeah, so it's like read the table, drop so, off water. And then I have yes. to figure out, oh, okay. that I do, this is not even including dropping off water. Right. Oh, this is just the, okay. have you been here before? If you haven't, I have to explain the five different menus we have. We have to call out certain food items, certain uh, wine, certain drinks, right. certain things. Like we have, and like... There are, like, if you see our secret shopper thing, I've never seen, like, there's a hundred different check marks for the server. Just bringing out it's a ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> they have a clipboard. Like, do not get me wrong. Normally, I don't mind this. Like, I purposely wanted to get out of, like, the brewery industry. And, like, right. honestly, this has always been more my, right. like, scale yeah. of service, like, level of service that I prefer. It's just when you're getting triple sat and right. you have that to open bottles of wine and they are expecting you to like meet these requirements at some point you just have to like no so that's what you mean if like if you get triple sat those three tables are all on are step moving. 15 at yes. the same time yes. which is like and then which is like putting in an order running food yes. or like one of yes. those things and so that like, so you're even, working three times as hard as and you even can. outside of that that then backs up everything because you're putting in all their drink orders at the same time all their food orders in at the same time and so the bar in the kitchen, then, like, if you as a server are not dealing with any yeah, of so that. Yeah, so if it's like, three, four tops, you're getting 12 yeah. drinks all at once. Right. Also, right. every restaurant I've worked at wants you to greet a table within a yes. certain amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. So when your initial greeting to a table is one minute, and let's yeah. say um, a lot of restaurants require you to greet them within, like, 90 seconds or two minutes. But if you get three tables and that first table takes you a minute and a half, two minutes to go through the spiel because they have a bunch of que- initial right. questions... It just backchecks everything, and like you right. just can't greet tables in time. Yeah. So that's when you see servers start to get like. Also, <laughs> I greeted this table, and I was like, "Hey, I will be right with you. I'm busy. Yeah. I gotta go do some things." And they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, we do have an emergency." Sorry, what? And I was like, "Okay." What kind like, of emergency? Like, here, y'all. So and they're like, "Yeah." That's literally, they said, we need champagne. Ew. Oh, the look on my face. And she goes, oh, we, we didn't up. mean I to. I threw up on that. Here's, here's why I got mad. She goes, oh, we didn't mean to stress you. And I was Me already. Too. I don't want to pass that yeah, point. Keep your mouth shut. Then, that's what I said. I was just like, because I walked up and I was like, politely like, hey, like, I'm, I got a couple things I got to do. I'm Matt. I will be right back and I'll be right with you. But like, I just need. And then the thing was like, oh yeah, we need champagne. 
And I was like, they, they saw the look on my face. And like, thankfully, they tipped me well after yeah. that. And they were actually very they were like, nice after that. The server but they land. were like, like, no offense, guys. Like, that's like the thing. Like, people do that all the time and think it's funny. Like, I literally will hate you for the rest of your yeah. life. And like, you're also throwing off like the whole thing. And like, I actually am not going to try to give you good service now. Like, you just, you ruined everything. So, I know you're still talking about getting stiff, but I have more questions. So, <laughs> do, yeah. you, do you think the switch from. Like writing on a notepad to like having your own personal POS has helped like manage that because you can plug stuff in at yeah. one table yes. instead of running back and plugging it into your server station and then going to the next table. Yeah. You can kind of triage oh, yeah. going like this table, next table, next yes. table, right. and enter so everything. I, well, and I that. think so. Our restaurant doesn't have that, so right. we, I have to write oh, it so down. You are I'm back to <laughs> writing things down. Writing. Also, we had one terminal was completely down. Right. Of course, because it's and the busiest day. And then right. we had another so one that was messing up. So then you're other people using the same terminal. Right. Yes, because there, obviously there's, ne- there's so, never enough terminals in the restaurant to have enough for Which is, of course, time around. you could be spent going to your next table. Right. But if you walk over there, so that person's going to move. The interesting thing is, I would say, like, from working, like, working at a place where we do have those handhelds at each mm-hmm. table... It cuts out a lot of time on those steps that normally would take a lot of me running back and forth. Mm -hmm. And while it doesn't necessarily make things easier for me in the moment of like writing something down and pushing buttons is honestly when you add it all up, probably about the same amount of time. What it does though is because it sends instantly, I'm not putting, you know, all three of those tables orders into the kitchen or the bar at the same time. And so that staggers those a little more. So they have, it like makes their order time better. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, while the server may not see, like, the immediate result of that, the rest of the restaurant will. Yeah, yeah. so your, your service, right. like, well so Also, like, right. also this, that helps, too, because obviously I used to work at the same place Autumn did. Like, I had that. So, like, if you got triple set, you walk to the first table, go, what are your drinks? You ring in their drink orders. Then you go to the next table. You can get their drinks going. You can at least get the drinks going. And yes. then when you come back, you just have 20 waters on a tray, and you just give everyone right. the water yep. and their drink. Yep. But if you have to, like, write down an order. So there was actually a couple people that, like, I literally had written their order down and couldn't get to a terminal. And it was another 10 minutes before I could even type something in right. for them. So they're like, what's taking so long? And I was like, I can't physically get to a terminal to type anything. It's yet. the setup of the restaurant. I right. have no, no thing else to right. tell you. Yeah. Like, we're just kind of SOL. Yeah. So Matt is continuously I, stiffed by the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. Everyone was begging me to go on Saturday night, and I was dying because I was just at a wedding on Friday in Detroit again, two weekends in Detroit. And even though they said Father's Day isn't that busy, I was just I like, well, I'm exhausted. And then it came in. And like, I also could say I understand in the last few years it hasn't been busy, but we are now really getting post-COVID restaurant yeah. levels back. Yep. Like, we're... We're going to start being busy. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then on top of that, uh, so my insurance switched over June 1st, and it has been hell getting my new meds, because there's a whole bunch of other things. So I, uh, I'm i on COBRA right now, and they didn't tell me I had to pay up front for my insurance. For the record, this is literally the cheapest I've ever paid for out-of-pockets insurance with this deductible. And like, I'm actually not mad about it. It's <laughs> no not way. that bad. I paid triple this before to yeah. have insurance. You, it's like the payoff is like cheaper price but like a little bit more upfront work yeah. for you. But they didn't tell me I needed to do that so I do get it paid because normally I have a 30 day grace period and so I pay in the middle of the month when I don't have a lot. I have a lot of bills at like the first week mm-hmm. of the month and the last week. So literally it's all two weeks there just all my money is out flowing. Yep. So I like to pay in the middle but they're like no to get you 
a fully activated, you have to pace like I pay, but it takes me like to a full week in June to get everything up and running. And then all my meds have to get prior authorizations. And I'm dealing with this nurse who doesn't seem to understand that while the doctor gets the prior authorization, it then has to go to a specialty pharmacy. Then that specialty pharmacy has to also contact the insurance, verify everything, get their own authorization set up and make sure everything's happening. So we are now on June 20th and I ran out of one of my very important meds a while ago and my body's actually, I had to mess my doctor and be like, uh, so my body's starting to flare. I'm starting to experience symptoms. We lasted 12 days, but so I'm on prednisone right now. And I have a, so one of the things that's a telltale sign is I have gutate psoriasis. So on my torso, I'll get psoriasis breakouts. And I realized yesterday it's all over my back. Oh, like no. all over my back. And then that's when I was like, oh. Also, like, like it wasn't. Oh, this is happening. This also happened very fast because, like, I wore a crop top to Taylor Swift and, like, no one. You were fine. Yeah, yeah. like, you. And I was like, oh, if I wear a crop top now, And, like, it doesn't look that bad. Like, thankfully, it's not as bad. No, but you know but... your own body and you notice yeah, it. Yeah, I notice it. Like, the good news is I get to go tanning now to help get rid of it, but tanning only works if I'm also on meds. Oh. So. so. Uh, but yeah, and I just, I was getting very frustrated because I understand now that the nurse was, now I understand some things and this nurse was never going to relay the message I needed relayed to my doctor, which was frustrating. And you I was got like, a new doctor, right? No, I had this doctor okay. for a while. But um, he did, for his like gastro stuff, he did recently. Oh, gastro was yeah. a Yeah, gastro's a nurse. But I have seen her for a while now, but yeah. she's fairly new. But it was in this like rent yes. period. Yeah, but it's gotcha. all in this, and I like, so I've, yeah, and like, I think we see three doctors all on the same floor of this place, but like, I didn't cool. realize that this nurse was never going to relay the important message they needed to the doctor. It would have been nice if she would have said, metro. it would have been nice if she would have said, so my job is not to do that. My job is just supposed to help you get set up with meds. But she kept telling me to fill my old medication that was only un- approved under the old insurance that expired May 31st. And right. I've been a, a year on this other med too, so it also needed to get reauthorized every year. So it didn't come through till after May 31st. And I'm like, well, I don't have that insurance anymore. And so I keep messaging and go, hey, so I can't fill this medication. And she goes, just fill it. Just fill it. She and I literally finally just sent a message. I said, so I just called the pharmacy. They can't fill it. Have a good day. Figure this shit out. Please. Like it's, it was about to turn into a daily journal of me going, day 12, haven't been on meds. Thanks for listening to me. Right. Day 13. Have, and the thing was, I though, mean, even when I was calling for birth control, every time I called, they were like, well, it's good on our end. And then I had to literally go in. Luckily, I went in for something else. I was like, hey, my pharmacy is still saying they can't fill this. And it was literally a fucking button that, like, whoever was overseeing things at that time needed to click, and then it was fine. Yeah. So I did message my actual doctor today because, like, I realized, so I went back to the chain. I was like, oh, this this nurse represents a lot of the doctors on the floor. Fine. But, like, it's – and also I think I – so I called them last Friday before the weekend, and I think I talked to her on the phone. I think she could tell how pissed I was. Good. She didn't give her name. Uh, but I instantly messaged my doctor this morning. I was like, hey, um, this was our backup plan. We need to activate it. Let's go. Da, 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 da. And she was just like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. You let me know if we need to up the milligram on this. Like, she literally responded within half an hour. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, that's what I'm trying to, like, and this is multiple times now where I've had, it's so frustrating to get to that point. It's like, oh, I have to push you all the way to the edge. But I don't want to, but if I have to call my family member or friend who works for your office and they know that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I will. Also, for the record, the doc, my doctors are great. Like when my doctors respond are fine. It's when the nurse steps in and starts handling the MyChart messages. I had another 
like there was another medication like a year and a half ago that wasn't working for me and so I wrote back and I said hey um hey doctor we talked about this plan you know it's now been three months on this med it's not working and she goes back with well sometimes it can take six to eight weeks to kick in and I said yeah I know that we're at week 12 we're at week 12 but I just stayed in the bus I don't know if you understand how weeks and months work but this is longer (laughs) than that yeah, it was but like... But your gastro doctor when I picked you up from your colonoscopy. Oh, yeah, you met time. her. Yeah, we were like vibing. She was funny. Oh, she's great. Matt and was like snoozing and I'm like, <laughs> we were just like talking. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do you have somewhere to be? Like, I don't yeah. want to take no, any more she, of your time. Well, she's like, no, they're all just yeah, waiting to fall asleep. Yeah, fine, yeah. <laughs> oh, my first appointment with her was like 45 minutes. Also, when she schedules, I've heard on the phone in the background, she schedules like the the stomach scopes and the butt scopes like mm-hmm. she actually likes an extra like 15 20 minutes to act on because she likes to really get in yeah. there talk she came to in you and she showed them all the pictures she was like this yeah. is what this means like and then, this is i good. see this her pa which so i just saw her pa last week and my the pa knew exactly what's going on and she's like also she's like we we thought i was gonna get on this one met earlier we like talked to these contingency plans she knew what was going on and but it was fun she comes like so good to see you your hair's long da 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 so yeah. again my complaint is not with my doctors. It's when like a nurse steps in and answers the my chart, and then I go, "Hey, uh, the doctor's not responding. Could you just relay a message for me?" And they just are like, "No." Yeah, it's like the more levels of bureaucracy there are, the further yes. it yeah. comes yes. from like your health. Well, like, my health is a priority, right? And I think it, it depends on like how the person, because quite frankly, I think a lot of the time, depending on what you're doing, it's not like an actual RN that's doing it. It might be a step below that. And so, like, are they coming in only thinking of like vitals and getting like? the bare minimum yeah. amount of information are they answering the phone basically to like redirect you away from this like I get it but also like come on yeah it's frustrating well, being on the other thing right. the other thing is then if your job is to only handle medications for people then just write back hey like I'm here to just handle medication can you just send like start a new chain of right. messaging with your doctor yeah, it's like customer service where they're yeah. like oh we don't deal with reservations let me tra- transfer you to oh reservation oh my people. god yeah. yes and it's like but, thank you yeah like that's all I wanted I was yeah. just like oh I'm messaging this doctor also she sent me multiple messages since I messaged my doctor being like so this is this and I'm like I've talked to all pharmacies and they have all told me and, I know, and I've done this for years until they have their authorization and can fill the medication don't call them they will call me yeah. when they have all the information, and I'm like, and I'm just like, are you not? I'm just so confused. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a, but I thought about calling and talking to me. Like, is there an office manager I can talk to? So can I can explain that? Hey, this nurse like knew something was going on and didn't care to like. Because at the same time, if I can't help you myself, like especially being in the restaurant, like. I don't know how to work the host system sometimes. So, like, right. yes, I know how to take you to a table and get you there. And sometimes I will and then go back and, like, explain the system. But, like, if it's a crazy busy Saturday night, it's, hey, how are you doing? Great. I'll keep talking to you. But until the host comes over, I really don't know what's going on. I also don't want to mess up their plans. Right. But, like, I'm not going to just leave you high and dry. Right. So, that's just uh, my rant and stuff. But uh, I'm on prednisone now. Yeah, I'm always on prednisone because my body... Is has its own issues, so your body is but, its revenge body. It's yeah, it's in a revenge body phase. Look, okay, well we, we got the dogs quiet, but yes, I'm on my revenge body. I just wish that the I we could be the ulcerative colitis patient who would lose weight and wouldn't like, like this is gain weight. Like I'm going like the opposite. I maintain weight, but I'm like if you know you wanted to lose a little bit more, that would be great. But yes, that's my uh, my long rant on healthcare and getting stiffed. And I mean, don't get me wrong, at the end of the day, insurance sucks in fucking oh. America. And 
we do need a complete overhaul because my therapist brought up today I shouldn't have like, had to even worry about a gap in medicine. Right. Hope you're all enjoying the ice cream truck <laughs> in the background. Ooh, I yeah, okay, Adam, but yeah. Side note, so, before we get into how I got stiffed, can we talk about the fact that I have never heard an ice cream truck and been like, that is the most welcoming music I've ever heard. I'm going to approach that car. But I would, I, I, I would push back and say, let's talk about your childhood. Is it because you were like, oh, I don't have... <laughs> no, it's because my mother was like, you will be snatched. Exactly. That's what I mean. Is like, you heard yeah. that and you thought, kidnap. Immediately. I think like once as a kid, we actually it ran out to the eerie. ice cream truck. Oh, so most have a, because it's most have a like clown horror, on it. Yeah, most like, have a clown on it. Too. But it, that's like the horror culture has made it that when you are seven, Zach, if you're listening to this, this is your fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you are seven years old, it's different because it's just like, oh, like me, like I. That truck has ice cream. <laughs> I grew up in a neighborhood where there was an ice cream truck, and so when you heard that, you went and grabbed two dollars and fifty cents, and you're like, I'm getting one of those SpongeBob pops with the weird eyes. Those are nasty. They're disgusting, but that's what you're getting. <laughs> I had yeah. one of those. I just remember this is. So I would get sad. the orange pop, orange push pop. Oh, the, the Flintstones. One? I had yes. Yeah, I got so one of my good. grandparents one time to buy me that fucking SpongeBob thing, and I remember to this day how disappointed I was because it didn't taste good. Yeah, in fairness, that was just the one I thought of, uh, but I always got snow cones. Snow cones are my go-to. That's mm. literally ice and food coloring. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Great job. So how did you got? How did you get that toy down? <laughs> Did anyone else see him do that? No, he just had it. I put it on the windowsill. Oh, he, he, he literally, he literally he just looked gets, up that window. He, he never literally gets got up, up that far. He got up on Hoover, this, you bitch. the chest there and then anyway, got the toy. So, how have I been stiff this week? Thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. We don't really care, but no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm with anyway. you all the time, I know. Nathan's <laughs> like, I hear this every day. I'm, I'm with you half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I'm sure both of you are very well aware, uh, scheduling this month has been a fucking nightmare. So, uh, Nate and I have had, we had a wedding last weekend. We have a wedding this weekend that I'm in. Uh, it is eating up all of my time, which, I mean, thank God they're both going to be fun and, or were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if they weren't, this would be a lot, but. I like weddings and the fact that like, I'm the sappy person of like, I love love. Like if I'm watching a wedding, I will tear up. So it's like, I, the fact Meanwhile, that you I'm had, giggling. Yeah, the fact that you had, like, I think the only weddings we've gone to in our time of dating have been your friends. Yep. It's just like, oh no, the worst thing, you get to watch two people on their half. And I'm like, day. I've seen this person shit face throwing up uh, on the floor. I, I don't care if I know you or don't, as soon as they go, who gives this man away, <sighs> then I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. Okay, She's well, not a piece right. of property. Yes. So there is, I just, there is a lot I will say, wrong <laughs> yes, with None culture. of the weddings we have gone to, have they done that? Oh, the one I just went to, they, they didn't, didn't do that. Lasted. They didn't do the. They didn't verbally do it. Okay. Okay. They, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. I'm they fine with giving away it. somebody. Yes. There's a difference when they like. You can physically do it. I don't want the fucking officiant to be like, "Who gives this?" No. Yeah, yeah. that's disgusting. As is the obedience. As is right. like all right. that oh, stuff. Yeah. I. And I will say, I don't think any of the weddings you've gone to with me, they've leaned on any of that super heavily. No. No, yeah. which is why I love like just uh, like being yeah. a spectator and watching like two people Not on their happiest day. Yeah. I will yeah. always get a tear in the eye. No. Not even man. The wedding I was just that I was ripping on the whole ceremony. It was bad. Oh, I was I was just <laughs> But I was like, t- I, I do digress. It's, I keep talking. I listen, the last one I went to, I have a lot of love for both the humans that were getting married, but like I have seen them both at like probably their worst. <laughs> and I was like, 
this just feels weird. Like, but like I, this feels fake. Yes. Because I've yes. seen, I've because seen the real person. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. I think this weekend is probably going to be similar, especially like doing all of like the pictures and shit beforehand. Yeah. It's like, like one of your like reformed hoe friends. Copa. Like one of your like reformed hoe friends that gets married. And right. You're like, mm, I've seen you. Right. I've seen you at your worst. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He can't handle a mimosa toy. It's really too much for him. It is adorable, by the way. It, is, we'll, it is very cute. You keep, uh, so and Bark Box? Posted pics of the dogs yet on the That's Instagram. true. Bark Box keeps sending us the same toy over and over again, and Copa loves it. It's almost like they know. He also tears everyone to bits and pieces. He does. They really like yeah. to play tug. But um, outside of just, like, overscheduling myself, uh, today I agreed to... Typical. Funny. For those of that don't know Autumn, uh, she is the quintessential overscheduled person that I know of just like, if I'm not doing something, I'm not a worthy person. And so I need to always be doing it. <laughs> Childhood trauma. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> anyway, so um, in true me fashion, I agreed to help a friend of the photo shoot today because I have obviously nothing else going on. And so while he was figuring out lighting in between takes, um, and he was taking like practice shots, I proceeded to fuck up every single one of them by making a face or like doing something weird in the background. So I've just been receiving random Snapchats of like zoom ins on me being like sticking my tongue out or like deadpanning the camera for no reason. Yeah, ruining the photo of happiness. Right, right. So maybe he could have been able to use this, but even though it was like just him testing things out, but now he can't because I'm fucking yeah, around. Heavy crop job so. for him. Sorry, dude. You're, you're doing what the twins taught us of like, if you don't want something to be filmed during camera, you just go bravo, bravo, bravo. Right, and bravo. also, don't, he, like, he like invited me to this. I'm assuming knowing I was going to talk mad shit to everybody the whole time, which like kept everybody laughing. So I'm sure there's like some fun... Natural picks. Humble brag. As a result of me. Yeah, here it is. That's for you. Yeah, right. And then I probably ruined all the rest of the shots. So it it balances out wonderfully. (laughs) Yep. So anyway. You know what? I'm actually happy for you because, like, you got stiffed, but it wasn't the worst getting stiffed. Like, you finally had a mild getting stiffed, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like mild. After the last I'm few fine, weeks. So. Or I'm like, I have been horribly stiffed for <laughs> Yeah, you're either, you're either upright or in a fetal position in the corner. Like, right. that is, that right. is, you are, you, like, you and I have said, you are a two or a nine. Like, there yeah. is. Yeah. So, Nate, you found Nate's middle ground this week. Right. Like, Nate's my therapist, therapist would say. has taught him, actually, you should probably explain that. So, wait, wait, real quick, before we jump into this, we should, if you didn't notice from the title description, this is going to be a part one of a part two, because we have too much to talk about, and if you haven't noticed, we've been bringing up therapy and mental health a lot, which I guess would kick us off. Yeah, curtails (laughs) right into uh, me being here, and my last, gosh... 2017 was when I like really started going to therapy regularly. 2018, fall of 2018, I really started going to therapy regularly. So, um, and then now obviously I'm in a counseling program to be a future therapist. So yeah, kind of curtails perfectly into um, my whole spiel. But as Autumn was uh, alluding to, um, she is always a two or a nine. Um, I very much was struggling in 2018 of kind of always if you look at your day as a, a one to ten 10 being your best day a one being your worst day 
I tended to fall under five uh, pretty frequently. Uh, and so in the last year or two, uh, my therapist and I have kind of worked on like trying to finish my day at a six. So it's if five is your perfectly average day and that's where you are at the end of your day, what can you pay attention to? What can you give time to to give you a six? So there are times where you, you know, you get cut off in traffic, you got yelled at by your boss, you underperformed on something, and at the end of the day, you know, you are sitting at a three. But like as you are sitting and reflecting in bed, what can you think about for your day to get you to a point where you're at a six, you know? Right. I, at least uh, my car got me to and from work every, every day this week. Um, right. I have a job where I'm at least fortunate enough to be yelled at, uh, which kind of is like a hard thing to swallow, but like if your boss is at least a good person you can take criticism positively and say like, yeah, I screwed up, but now I've learned. Um, It's really hard to take feedback, but maybe flipping how you perceive feedback to be more positive can help. Uh, And so it's like, yeah, you know, in my day I had to go from I travel for work, so it's like I was in Holland for one day had to drive halfway across the state for another meeting and then I had to drive home it was exhausting it was a lot but at least I that paycheck clears every Friday so like I really can't complain about that Um, so just trying to give yourself like that frame of reference of like how bad was my day and how much am I allowing the negative things to dictate how my day actually went uh, versus like the things that you can it's choosing to be happy basically without like the negative stigma attached to when people have bad days. Because some days you do have just bad days, and that's also totally okay. But at a certain point, I think it's okay to not focus on the time you got cut off in traffic and how it ruined dinner. And then how that spiraled into, like, you and your spouse having a fight. And then you disengaged from that person. And then now you've spent the last four hours since you went home in a fight, disengaging, and that kind of stuff. So it's like... Trying to center yourself around that five and then see if you can get yourself to, like, that one better. Uh, That is, like, I'm kind of laughing inwardly because that is so funny to me because I totally get it. But I'm having the opposite experience. So I started seeing my therapist four years ago. Yeah, so, like, in 2019. Because I think this year, we'll like, later in 2023, we'll hit our four-year anniversary. So, like, 2019. Um... I am always, I'm actually more at like a nine or a 10. And like my, my, a successful day had to at least hit an eight. Like I had to be at an eight. Like I had to be out doing the most. I had to be partying the most. I had to be like sleeping the most. Like, but I had to literally do anything to avoid any sort of negative feelings, negative stuff, fights, whatever. Just like, it's always got to be good vibes, only good vibes, high and stuff. And so over the last two years, We've tried to, like, allow me to finally realize when I'm potentially having, like, a one experience throughout the day to embrace that. But then, like, he j- he wants me to get to a five. Like, me just having a five would be amazing in his eyes. And so we finally gotten to that. So I think just, like, a couple months ago, we were talking about, like, just being content with the boredom of life. Because even at the end of the day, like... Oh, shit. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> computer's going off uh but like even like if you think about like taylor Swift who's on a tour right now it's like that but like that kind of momentum could technically become like a five because you're so used to doing it it's work it's whatever and so 
there was a part of one getting me to realize that like sometimes those crazy fun days like needed to be considered like average without burning myself up and then also realizing that life isn't unsuccessful if I have just a mediocre routine day or week yeah I think there's definitely like beauty and boredom is like you like a five for a lot of people is like oh I just sat on the couch and I binged Netflix like it wasn't a lot but like having that boredom time is like a time for you like you can fill that however you can fill your bucket however you need to fill your bucket but like having that opportunity to do it I think is seen as a lot of boredom and we tend to cash in on boredom as like sitting and doing nothing and I think like trying to change your perception of that freedom or that boredom to freedom of like oh I have six hours until I have something else I have to do let me binge this show that I really wanted to start let me go for a walk let me clean my house let me do something that helps you get to that space I think is really impactful in the way that like you like understand time and like there's nothing wrong with being at eight nine or ten like of course everyone experiences their highs absolutely everyone experiences their highs right but like i and i this is something that i talked about with my therapist is like i think the american uh like educational system kind of fucked everyone's perception of like a one to ten scale right because anything below a 70 percent is failing right. <laughs> so it's right. like oh anything below if a, i'm yeah. bored i'm doing this right. wrong so yeah. Like, yeah if you experience anything below a seven you're failing or you are in a remediation, or you're in some war, like, you need help if you're below a seven. When it's really, like, if you look at a Likert scale, five is that perfect medium. And so, like, I've, I've struggled to be, like, how do I shift my perception from a seven, eight, nine, ten down to a four, five, six, seven? And so try to understand, like, your day is not always pass-fail. It is not all. You don't have to subscribe to that. And whatever works for you works for you. And I will say... Before we go any further, uh, legally, morally, ethically, I do have to say that anything I say is my own opinion. Uh, my opinion as a counselor in training, I am not licensed in the state of Michigan. I'm not licensed at all. So anything that you get from this therapy session with us, like feel free to use if you want. And if you don't want to use it, that's fine too. But I'm not responsible for anything. So I just have to say that up front. <laughs> We, yeah, we get <laughs> Hey, no, we get that when we had to be like, hey, we can't mention right. what places we right. work at. No, we, we like get work, that. We like work for places we that. that we yeah. won't name. We won't name. Because at the end of the day, we do like them and we get that. Yeah. And, yeah. So right. I'm not responsible for anything that anyone does with this information, but I hope learning yeah. of the information helps you build your, or write your own story. Well, and I think realistically in that sense, like we have three like pretty not like super different people here, but different in terms of like our therapy journeys. Um, yeah, they've been yeah. very different. And so it's hearing you guys talk about like a number system is really interesting to me because when I think of the number system, you guys talk about it more similarly, whereas I think of like when I talk about being at a two or an eight all the time, that is my emotional reactions to things. That is not the overall day. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I like had to work through in therapy is like, I tend to have really strong emotional reactions to things and that in itself is not bad. And so like as a child, I was like conditioned to think that like I needed to hide those reactions, which I think is why as an adult they come out so strongly. Um, and so I had to have essentially like probably about a year and a half with my therapist, maybe two years of exploring like do I want to express those to them their fullest extent or do I want to find you know like another outlet for this like is that not healthy for me and through kind of like that exploration like 
I mean, you've both hung out with me. If I'm annoyed about something, you know immediately. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. say, like, <laughs> I, I, I do envy your ability to be, like, the most trust your gut person I know. Of, like, if you have, like, an emotional reaction to something, you know exactly how you feel about right. it. For better or for worse. But, right. like, you trust it. That was legit probably four years of therapy. Yeah. yeah. Because Whereas, like, when I first started seeing my wonderful therapist, um, I did not trust my gut at all. Because I should have trusted my gut about a lot of things in my childhood. And uh, my parents were like, it's fine. Which, like, they were operating off of what they knew. I get it. Yeah. But that did a lot of damage in the long run. And so, like, unlearning a lot of that information. And forgiving. Like, that's another, yes. like, a really hard yes. part is, like, oh, yeah, I've unlearned everything. But I'm still mad at yes. eight-year-old me for yes. not speaking up during this. Yeah. Right. Like forgiving right. yourself for like, I'm not still, having the tools. And I think the reason that I like am so strongly attached, like following my gut now, even if like probably twenty five percent of the time it gets me in trouble, is because those times when I was little and I should have done that and I didn't, like I still haven't quite gotten to the point yet where I've like forgiven like younger me for not acting mm-hmm. yeah. in the way that I wanted. It's funny with to. you and I being in a relationship because you are trust your gut go for it and I am paralysis by analysis like I am the <laughs> Nate most is like we are taking no risks yeah ever. yeah like I like I want to do as much research as I can I want to understand both sides I want to understand like if we do this if we don't do this where are we like right. what's the communication style like what happens after it's like all this kind of stuff whereas you I I think I envy the quick emotional response that is 75% of the time, if we want to say it's right, like, that's better than 50-50. That's better than a coin toss, which, like, for me, it's 51-49 until, right. like, I mm-hmm. get This was really fun points. house hunting because I feel like that came oh out... Oh, my! That came out <laughs> so strongly. Yeah, so for house hunting, um, we probably saw upwards of 70 houses over the course of six months. Mm-hmm. I was there for probably half of those. Yeah, yeah. And we, we would tour these houses and... I'm much more pickier. I grew up and my dad is a carpenter, house painter, handyman, like, so I know, like, a good paint job. I know when the kitchen is trash. I know when they're trying to hide something. I worked construction for seven years. Like, I know how to do all that stuff. So we'd go through these houses, like, I would, like, my, me and my realtor would pick out stuff that we didn't like, and Autumn was like, Dust got four walls and a roof. What do you mean? <laughs> and it was I'm like, like, my parents' house is falling down. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, and it was like, ah, but I don't, it's like, it's like my money. Like, I don't want to spend this much money on something that, like, isn't exactly the way I want it to. And, right. I mean, I definitely self-sabotage. I talk myself in and out of houses. Right. Like, and so we had a lot of conversations, too, about, like, yes, I understand that you would love to buy a house that, like, you don't have to touch. But realistically, a lot of these issues that you're seeing are cosmetic, and so they are fixable. Yeah, which was hilarious because I know how to fix a lot of right, things. Right, exactly. So and that was what was so weird for me. I literally <laughs> talked to my therapist about this. I was like, I don't know how to tell him. I think he's, like, low-key not wanting to do this. Because yeah. I felt like you were just, like, you'd look at a house and be like, mm, don't like the trim in this one. I tripped too many times in this house. That literally fucking happened. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like house, the house That anyway. house was bad I did not, I did not like the house anyway. I tripped but, over the same threshold <laughs> twice. <laughs> But Guys, I have no idea what's going along. Um, I was going to... Can I interject with the story? Yeah. I ran into your realtor at my work, and I was supposed to come crash a house oh, viewing. Yeah. Yes! I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. But then we, we bought a house very... You, also, you have been so very fast Very suddenly. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it, was, it was maybe two weeks before we ended up... Because I... Well, closer. also, you, like, you guys did like close in the house, and you didn't tell us for a couple... 
Or did you? You? Oh no! So we you did, told us the day. Of yes, the I texted weekend. you guys but when we, we had. Out. That was, but we had, that was like a crazy busy weekend for me. So yeah. like, I didn't see the text more, message. It was more. Yeah. Weekend. So I didn't see yeah. the text message for it another was two like two weeks before we were five to. hours. Yeah. 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 So, but no. Yeah, yeah it happened very quickly. So. I'm kind of sad we never like actually had that happen. I know, but also my life got insane since that happened. So. I also I was gonna give him a baby, and have him hide it in the house. Wow, that yeah. would have been <laughs> I'd have burned that. <laughs> He's like, we can't buy this. I, I, I yeah. can't see anything else. I'd have put an offer in that house just to burn it down. <laughs> Are you kidding? It. Oh my god. But I was yeah. afraid you would be watching me too closely because I always fuck around and be going houses and I'm like looking at people's shit and like. Oh, the amount are. of times that my realtor and I would be looking at a furnace and making sure it's within its like recommended manufacturing date, water heater. And I'd be like, like, this person's a nursing major. Yeah, she'd be like, oh. She graduated in 2012. Yeah, she graduated in 2012. They have from... three kids. Here are their names. Oh, it was insane. And my realtor and I would just stare at each other and be like, <laughs> okay, but what about the house? And I'd be like, oh yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then Autumn again would be like, oh, well, we have a roof overhead and four walls. And it's like, dirt is not right. <laughs> But yeah, so I think I think the I I envy trusting your gut the, as much as you do, even right. though it makes me a horrible. And I think so. To me, this brings up an interesting question of like, so I don't know a ton about either of your therapists. My therapist and I are very similar humans in the sense of like, so my therapist uses the Enneagram a lot in like her therapy, and so that's been really helpful for me in terms of like unpacking a little bit of that like inner child dynamic as like. A type eight. Now, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And so, for type eight, a lot of times that means like as a child you were a type two, and that was essentially like forced on you. Um, and so, we've used a lot of that in like unpacking my shit. And sometimes, like, no, this is like no shade to her, but I think our trajectory is similar in some of those ways. And so, like. A lot of her clients are much older than me. I think I might be one of her only clients that is in their, like, mid to late 20s. Um, she deals with a lot of, like, older clients who are, like, getting divorces or, like, going through, like, other things like that. And I'm just, like, not in the same life stage. And so I am curious what your thoughts, both of your thoughts are on, like, that, like, client-therapist relationship in terms of, like, personality types. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're both yeah. the two, which is kind of funny. Two, yeah. Well, also, I wanted, do you want to digress real quick and say, one of the reasons I love Autumn and her gut reaction is Autumn, part of the reason Autumn and I are friends is we vibe on the same people. So when, like, right. we both have the same reaction, we're <laughs> like, Matt yeah. and I don't like them. They are bad. But also, it's also funny, too, because sometimes we'll be on the fence about somebody, and I just go, Autumn, what's your gut reaction? And she'll either be yes or no. And I'm like, all right, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, okay. you got to trust Yeah, there, there is a blind faith in... Yeah. Like trusting well, autumn. And it's so funny that like uh, but to back to this point, like the Enneagram twos and stuff. So like I'm an Enneagram two and one thing we realized in therapy is I I was a sensitive kid. I cried at everything as a kid. And not like a bad cry or a good cry. Like I was just cry like I just felt You're all these emotions. Even as an adult, I have all these emotions, but because of the culture I grew up in and this like this is like it wasn't like it was beat out of me again. Like it wasn't like a parent thing to me. It was just the culture I grew up in that was very right. conservative and men are I mean, men and women are Nate, women. It was Nate and physically I talk, assaulted. Yeah, I was. Nate and I talk a lot about how men are conditioned in our yeah. society, so this makes total sense. So like, I was conditioned to like not have these or to, to have these feelings, but to not say words. And so like, my therapist has helped me find words for my emotions. And right. One of um, 
a friend now, but somebody that, like, when I first met them was just, like, their metaphor for me was a, like, a lake of water that reflects the sun. They're like, you'll never know the full depth of Matt, but if you stare too long, you will get burned. And it's like, actually, like, I literally remember getting I so defensive. Yeah. What, what a description. I remember getting so defensive about that because like, they read me for the them. What does that mean? Actually, I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah then I was literally like, how dare oh, you know yeah. me so much? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I barely know this person and they just read me for the filth and I was just like, oh, you're not wrong. And because like, even my therapist will be like, Matt, like, you're clearly experiencing a lot of emotions. Like, and it, it was just, I didn't have words for it. So yeah. I'm doing this. Um, but back to my therapist relationship. So a couple years ago, before I started seeing this, I was seeing a female therapist. So I now stream, so I am now seeing the definition of a white, hetero, cis male. Woo! But, Nate's okay. like, me as a therapist, <laughs> let's go! <laughs> but I did, okay, so I did kind of seek that out. I did want to finally see a man. Um, but I was also going through my phase of constantly hitting on straight men and wanting their validation as who I was. Also, no offense, my therapist is good looking. So, like, I literally wanted to be like, I did pick you because you were better looking than most of them on that page. Um, but, like, the other, literally the my other... My therapist week, looked meaner than everybody else on the website. Me? And my mom was like, I don't want to see her anymore because she's mean. You can yeah. have my spot. And I was yeah, like, great. And butter for you. So, I literally, like, I've been seeing this therapist for more than three and a half years. I literally had to explain to him the other week why I like being a bottom and anal so much. And, like, how it physically, like causes pleasure and like I've had to explain to him a lot of gay culture but it's like helped me kind of see this like mirror of like I was always hitting on men like this to get their validation and approval and now it's like forced me to finally show up as myself and not seek his validation or approval but just be me and I no longer feel like I have to throw like a grenade in the water to see what his reaction is I'm just like I'm showing up we're doing therapy and, like, I think my therapist is literally, like, a psycho... And, like, he loves the talking aspect, and he loves the yeah. just, like, relational thing. He doesn't steer the conversation a lot. He doesn't actually oh, always give me... Either. He actually learned... Well, we talked about, like, he doesn't give me step-by-step so I like, go out and achieve each week. It's very much, we're just here to talk, and then what naturally happens, happens. But, no, my therapist and I, like, besides the fact that we're white and male, couldn't be more on opposite sides of the spectrum. Okay, so weird question about that. So as similar as my therapist and I are, sometimes I'll be like, Andy, please give me the answer. And she's like, fuck you, no. Do you ever feel like objectively explaining things? Like literally trying to, so if you're explaining like, for example, gay sex, like something like that, you're objectively explaining that. Does that ever like change your perspective on it when like you're talking to someone who like, has no interest in it and or when you have to give such a strict yeah. definition right. you like, actually you know what I have mean? to like yeah. oh I've That's never not like when I filled out my paperwork for him I filled it out with a pink pen like I do, I can't objectively give some stuff right. and it's, at first I maybe was trying to shock him now I'm like I'm not trying to shock you but I'm gonna throw my flair right. on it only because like I need you to understand potentially how important this is to me it's not like I right. need to like shake you out of your comfort zone and do anything it's like I can but does that do ever this, make you realize, to. like, like sometimes when I'm explaining things, I'm, like, startled by, like, Jesus, I think that bothers me more than I thought it did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's, that's what right. I'm yeah. asking, so, yes. But, and also, like. So, like, when I, I, it's almost like I take a step back from myself, and then I hear myself explaining it, and I'm, like, oh. Yeah, that's happened a few <laughs> times. And even, so, we're recording on Tuesday. I had therapy earlier today after taking two weeks off because of the whole insurance debacle. 
he at one point we were talking about something and like he doesn't always interject and give his opinion like he does right. quite a bit but right. like he never actually is like here's what you should do but today he was like so what if we think about this and then he gave a very valid example and he didn't say I had to use his exact words but by doing that it helped me realize what was triggering me and why I was like wait I like get what you're saying but here's also what I'm saying and then and again, because like sometimes things get lost in translation, it's actually right. been good because he'll come at it from here, and then I'm like, "Oh, you're that's wrong," and then I realize how I'm like miscommunicating my feelings or not putting the correct words to what's actually going on. So like, it's like right. forced me to grow and get better at describing things to him, so he can give me like the correct guidance right. or correct conversation. I mean, yeah. I think uh, you've had similar situations like with your therapist. Sometimes when you've discussed our like disagreements so if you want to talk yeah, about that I, a little bit i think that well what i, yeah. what I was going to say is like i think uh I, something that like people struggle with when they haven't been in therapy but know of therapy right is like they think your therapist is an expert in their field we are not we are not experts on anything i talked to my therapist about this and i was like do you ever feel out of your element she is a cisgender straight white woman she's 31 years old like she is a year older than me and like I was like, how do you deal with people who have uh, multicultural backgrounds or people who are dealing with stuff you've never dealt with? And she was like, if I have a therapist have to experience the life that someone has dealt with in order for me to counsel them, I would be the saddest individual. I would be a gay, minority, trans person whose kids both died, whose mom right. died of cancer, whose dad abused them, who's like lost their partner through some tragic event. Right. Every single traumatic event that's ever happened would have had to ha happen to a counselor right and so it's like the way that i is a good way to look at counselors is like she said like i'll never treat the problem i'll never be able to help the system i'll never be able to do that right but as humans we all kind of experience grief depression anxiety and, and those are the same those are the same across cultures right like, and like and we experience those in relatively the same way anxiety you have heightened cortisol levels your breathing quickens your digestive system shuts down like there's all of these things that happen that like i can't fix the united states healthcare system right but it's fucked. We i all can know it. but i can help the person deal with their symptoms of anxiety about the healthcare system right i can help them turn their anger into righteousness i can help them focus on things i can help them decrease their anxiety attacks it's like Trying to focus on that. So it's like, if you are afraid to tell your therapist something, A, I almost guarantee you they've heard it all before, and B, like, you are teaching that person about yourself. Like, you and, like, I taught my therapist about gay sex. It's like, I guarantee he did not know all the intricacies of whatever you had talked about. And he is now better able to give you therapy based on that, like, almost said radical candor, which is a book we had to read for work. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. No! Um, that, that incredible honesty that <laughs> you guys Well, and have. also, even outside of that, think about, like, if he has any other gay male clients, like, he's right. now better able to help them yeah. because you explain um, that. To funny him. story about that. I recommended him to one of my gay friends, and they oh my crashed. God. Also, my, he, my, my, my gay friend was, like, almost... The girl who definitely uh, hears, like, I need a therapist. Who is yours? I feel like we vibe. I'll vibe with her, and I was right. like, here's her number. That's, a, that's another thing. Oh, very see, and I thought my friend and I vibe, so I was like, go see my therapist. And, like, he was like, I'm therapizing him. I just asked him back. Also, you brought a point of a uh, good thing I should say about my therapist, too. My therapist is also only, like, I think two years older than me. My therapist is oh. very close in age to me, but he is slightly older. Yeah. 
I forgot how I deduced that. It is incredibly helpful to have somebody who understands you. I mean, another thing of, like, people go to therapy for, like, one, two sessions and back out. Because they're like, oh, I didn't like the person. And it's like, I went through... My current therapist is my fifth therapist since 2014. Two of those were at the college I went to. And then I saw... So six therapists. There was four others that I saw. um, Two that I saw at a horrible Christian-centered mental health Ah, thing in Grand Rapids. Uh, Hated both of those. Um, I saw another one who then... I saw her for a year. We did a lot of really incredible, like, therapy work, like... EMDR, which if you have ever experienced it, is incredible. If you haven't, look into it. It is really cool. If we get to it in this podcast, I can explain it. Um, And then she went on maternity leave, so I got pushed to another therapist who I've seen since November of 2019. Um, But, like, it's okay to shop around. Please shop around. And they're not 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 upset by it. Oh okay, like, God! But, no. Okay, but question though, because yeah. I feel like you said a lot of people stop after two sessions. How long should you potentially give a therapist before you are like, "Hey, I should"? Because like I remember walking in with my therapist, being like, "If I don't like him, I'm gonna finally be up and honest and like I'm switching." And I just never switched. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it, it's it it matters to the person. So it's like if you are if you are in autumn and you trust your gut, and you don't like the person, no harm, no foul. I, I'll be honest, they made their money. So like right. you're oh, yeah. you, like it, it, it's totally fine. If you are someone who waited a year and you have now progressed to a certain point where you want to talk to somebody else, then switch to someone else. Like there is there is no set timetable. I would just say like trust your gut. If you are if you personally feel you are no longer progressing, or you never progress in the first place, or if you don't feel comfortable talking to this person, I had t- the two therapists that I saw at that Christian centered place. Um, were were older. Oh, I have a story. Were older. They were in their like yep. late sixties, and I was like, I'm. Tw-, and when I went and saw them, I was twenty four. I was like, you do not understand anything of what I'm going through. And they were very dominating in the way that they talked. They were very like, let's solve that issue today. And I was like, I don't want. I can't solve this issue right. today. I'm not ready for that. This is this is oh, not man, a push a time, button and fix yeah, something. The amount of times I say something to my therapist, we talk about it for five minutes, and I go, actually, can we not talk about this anymore today? Because yeah. I'm not ready to deal with this right now. Like this is a lot right in the second. And, I, and he's like, all right, we're backing off. So. Yeah, and I think that's another thing to like, if anyone who's nervous about therapy or you know has their preconceived notions, like you truly do run those sessions. Like, you right. you choose what you want to talk about. Your therapist might push you in a certain direction right. or ask to dive further. Yeah. But, like, ethically, they cannot push you into talking about something you run. Right, so if you're uncomfortable, about. and this I'm is like a good practice. i like the pastor that locked me in the office. i like right. the yeah. pastor who right. locked me in the office. But right. regardless, like, this is, for anyone who is in therapy, like, or not in therapy, like, that is good practice for you to be like, I'm not ready to talk about that. Like, I don't want to talk about it now. Yeah. Like, I think one of the hardest conversations you and I had in our relationship was like, at least in my brain, was when you were like, I need you to tell me how you're feeling right now. And I was like, oh, yeah. I can't because I have to think about it. Yeah. Because I am not like, as like in tone with my emotions as like you are. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, I've definitely had those conversations with my therapist where like, she will push just a little bit too far. And I'm like, I see what you're saying. You made a valid point. I can't answer that in this 60-minute session, especially because, fuck you, Andy. She loves to, like, jump into this shit in the last 10 minutes. She's like, what if you did this instead? And I'm like, hmm. 
Yeah, those those last five minute truth bombs are hate like, them. They seem to be a therapist technique that I've yet to learn. But it's just like I think it's a I think it's a response to certain personality types. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Well, so I beat her on the bush like, for the you, whole session and yes, then the last session. Yes. They just go she gets So tell me about this. this and then you're yeah. just like they knew in the first or five I minutes where to go. Session complaining about one thing and then she's like, What if you did this? And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, if your if your therapist is like good and you are worried about them being an expert in their field what i will say is they are really good at detecting bullshit <laughs> right um it's really hard to talk yourself around a therapist oh yes uh so if you mine will be like please stop so like i think one thing that like that i started doing when i started taking my therapy very seriously was like i would go into sessions with a plan so I would say, yeah. yep. Leanna, today I want to talk about my uh, codependency issues. And here are the examples of my codependency issues. How do we get past that? How do I watch out for that? Let's talk about that. So I would have a very targeted, I knew exactly what I want to talk about. I knew what I was comfortable talking about. Right. And she just followed. And that was a year and a half into our like client therapist relationship where yeah. she was just like I was just spending a year and a half bitching Dude, to her I think life. that is the peak time for like good therapy yeah that was when I saw the most growth yes was that same. eight months of me yeah, yeah. With a like a year yeah. into it mm-hmm. actually well I think for me because I was struggling with a lot of things yeah two years in like we hit that two year mark and we just really hit like a whole you, new yes. level and I yeah. was you like get, you oh. just realize it's like oh like for me it was like I'm paying $135 every two weeks to bitch about my life and see nothing come of it because I'm spending right. 52 minutes complaining right. about right. my ex-partner at the time and my life and how much I hate it and how right. I'm not having fun and like all that stuff. And she was like, you're not making any progress, but like she also can't push right. me to like make progress. So it's on you. So it's like finally. So she was still being like, you know what you need to do here. Yeah, I just yes. wasn't doing it. So exactly. it's like we'd, we'd end exactly. it, 51 minutes of our 52 would show up and she'd be like, so you know what I'm going to say, right? I was like, yes, I know what you're going to say. I'm just not ready oh. to do it yet. Right. Dang. I, so I have 55 minute sessions and I've been seeing my therapist weekly mm-hmm. for four years. But also, like, I figured out how to nap. Like, also, I have a weird thing where those nets I was bitching about earlier, as soon as those hit, my deductible, or my, yeah, my deductible set for the year. So like my therapy sessions go from like, the 150, 130 to like 25. Oh, it's so nice. And then, love but it. then my yeah. other meds finally fill up enough and then I have my out-of-pocket costs for the year and then it's just free. Yeah, and it's, it's just so like, nice. but yeah, I'm just like, wait, you guys only been going, because I know you don't go every week. No, on I go every week. And you're going to really, I'm like, bitch, I've been going every week because honey, and we got to work on And my as she's gotten older, like again, love her, totally in support of this. She takes a lot more vacation time than she used to. She's, she runs uh, her own practice. Like, she is on her own, like, totally independent. And so, like, if she wants to take time off, she can. Yeah, I will say so I did. So she, and I think because she will go, like, nine to five in a day, she, like, essentially only does virtual stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like, she will sometimes go to her office. I've, like, debated back and forth kind of going to her office because I think, like, for me, that'll be a good thing. Um, just scheduling-wise, it hasn't worked out yet. But, um, I'm... Like, she will listen to people bitch, essentially, for, God, what is it, eight hours a day? Five days a week? Yeah, eight and some change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I'm like, if you want to take a week off every month, that's fine. Yeah, I think... Like, I'm not... Yeah. I am not judging you that. Yeah, I did I did once a week until I did EMDR, um, and then after that, I kind of, like, conquered my big issue, and then right. my... when I, And then, then uh, hilariously, after EMDR... Like the following week, 
she went into maternity leave and so I got transferred to my new therapist who I've been with ever since. And so it kind of worked out that I was like, hey, I kind of feel like every two weeks, like I'm good. I'll mm-hmm. have enough material. Mm-hmm. I'll have enough self-exploration. I'll have enough things that have gone on in my life where like I can sit and talk and like Autumn's been around when I've had therapy in my apartment and it's like, there's some weeks where I just sit and I'm like, I don't have anything to share. I really don't. But like, let's just sit and talk because maybe something will come up. And like, that's also okay. You're not wasting anyone's time. Like, right. There is, like there's that guilt feeling of like, oh, you could be helping someone else. But it's like, no, this is my time. Yeah. I fucking paid for it. Also, <laughs> like, that thing is like, also, I'm like, not that like my therapist is out for the money, but it's also like, hey, I'm willing to pay you this money right. to sit and listen to me right. for an hour. I, I think because I've been, I was like conditioned to be secretive with my emotions. I feel weird doing therapy at home, especially when I know something big's coming up. Also, yeah, it's like, real hard. Also, like, I've been in situations where you're like you want to bitch about the person in the next room and if they're home too and you're just like, I can't do this. Or like, I didn't want to cry in front of a certain roommate back mm-hmm. in the day and still don't want to cry in front of them. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's... Yeah, there's a lot of like that. roommates with them now. <laughs> there's a lot of like comfortability things and like trying to understand like where, where you are and then where like you want the therapy session to go to and that's why it's like, it's always disheartening when I hear people who were like, oh, I did therapy for two sessions, wasn't for me. And it's like, that's not enough time to like get that rapport. Maybe you just didn't like a therapist, maybe you weren't ready for it. Like there are a lot of ways to kind of like get through that awkward, like it's like going to orientation. It's oh, just, yeah. it's your first day on the job. Yeah. It's your first day at college. Like it's so uncomfortable. Also, of, like, you're only seeing them for an hour right away. So you right. gotta like get, like you gotta like build up to that, get that eight hours can cumulative yeah and it's like it's like all right so what was what was on my intake did i tell them that i struggle with anxiety and that's it and then it's like i don't know what triggers my anxiety or were you like i struggle with anxiety when it comes to completing tasks i don't feel like i'm good enough because i'm a perfectionist because if i get any type of feedback i view that feedback as criticism which is a a character flaw of mine and then it's like oh shoot okay my as a therapist i can then help you receive feedback positively and reduce those feelings of anxiety. I cannot help you with getting feedback. You will always get feedback. But I can help you understand where that feedback comes from. And so it's like trying to figure out what you want from therapy and how willingness you are to participate. And a lot of people, I think, kind of don't understand that part that is like, it's client-led, it's hardcore participatory, you will say things to your therapist you've never said to your family, friends, self, and it's, to yourself for sure. Yeah, it's like a lot of things come up, and it's really, really hard to have those conversations. But it is like I cannot sing its praises enough that like it will be okay. It will make you perceive things in a different light, and you will understand a different part of yourself that you probably went undiscovered. Also, one thing I will say too, my very when I saw a therapist back in the day, it was uh, virtual at the time, which like because I got it for free if I did it virtually. Like mm-hmm. the insurance was like weird, but they're like if you do virtual therapy, it's free. Yeah, and I don't think it. We got through some stuff. But we didn't really get through the thing, but like I will say, at least like getting to know your therapist. Like I got to know my therapist for a good while before the pandemic hit, and we had to go virtual, so I wasn't actually worried about doing virtual then. Like actually during the pandemic, because it was like. 
April's if I would just take it outside on FaceTime. So, like, I wasn't, I didn't, like, I knew no one else was listening. I could talk about things. But, like, I do think there's something said to be in person to get that, like, in person vibe and stuff with a therapist. Like, I also understand, like, sometimes you can only do virtual whatever. But, like, if you are able to do in person, maybe, like, in person works better than virtual. And that's, like, where you should get the therapy. Like, explore options. But also, like, I will say this, too, like, since the pandemic hit, it is nice that, like, sometimes if we, like, one of us is sick or something, or right. we're, like, we're, like, hey, I was around COVID, or actually, hey, I was exposed to someone with, like, strep throat, and I could be contagious, but I'm good enough to meet today. Let's just meet online. It's, like, so nice that now I can seamlessly transition to virtual, right. but, like, I loved having that in person. Yeah, I will say, like, aggregate studies show that, like, virtual versus in person, there's largely no difference, but it is, like very person-centered it is very like you do have to be able to like are do you feel more comfortable talking to a person in a in a clinical setting where it's like it's easier for me to have a conversation about therapy when i put myself in a therapy experience which is in that office sitting face to face or are you more comfortable sitting on your bed holding your pillow like enjoy like being in your safe space so it's like there's no wrong answer just fucking go just go to go to fucking if you can't afford it go to therapy and if you can't afford it try to find someone within your network and if you can't find someone within your network go once a month there are a lot of like virtual options that are like available now that like May not be the best, but it is something. Better help. We all listen to podcasts because you're right. listening to this one. Right. Better help. Use every podcast where, word you've ever heard. Where I go is ThriveWorks. They are BetterHelp's number one competitor. I highly recommend them. They're awesome, but they are also virtual. Uh, that's T H R I V E W O R K S dot com. Um, they're We're also awesome. not getting paid for them. this. <laughs> really okay, so. We are not. No, I just, I just want you to be better. Right. So. Uh, so I guess, uh, good news, we'll get you, we got, like, we'll give everyone, like, 30 seconds to give any final thoughts, but this is a part one, and obviously I know you guys listen to our podcast for other things, so we're keeping it around to discuss other topics, but we, uh, obviously we don't keep you, I mean, don't get me wrong, we want to spend all day with you, because obviously, are you want to spend all day with us, because our lives are amazing, who knows what this is, but we are going to be wrapping up this, uh, part one mental health or also don't worry we're gonna talk about what we're drinking and eating and all this stuff we're just gonna do it this week we're gonna do it very quickly and we'll we'll have uh, don't get us wrong nate's still pulling a tarot card but uh what you've come to notice over the weeks oh for both weeks obviously we've got we've we've got a part one part two with him but we'll give you guys a quick fun rundown but like tune in next week though because next week's gonna be the uh the raunchy stuff that you're actually here for all right, 30 seconds. Last last wrap-ups on... Go to uh, fucking therapy. Yeah, go to yeah, fucking therapy. Yeah. I don't need 30 seconds to tell people to yeah. go to therapy. Yeah. Uh, but I will Just say, do like... If you do it any, now before you think you need it. If you have any apprehension about it, like, I hope you listen to this podcast and that ease some of your tensions. Try to find someone. Don't be afraid to shop around. It's client-led. You have the option to go as deep as you want. Like, it's not as scary as you think. You will be better for it. Please, for the love of God, go. And if you can't afford it, try to find someone that you can't afford. If you really can't afford it, go one time a month. You can right. afford the one time right. a month. Right. It is worth it. Yeah. I think that sums it up well. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks for the mental health talk. Um, 
Well, we are going to transition. We're yeah, just going to say we're gonna we're bring it. Say. We're going to bring the energy back up. Yeah, no. We've got some good things. Uh, so, Autumn, what have you been listening, watching? I don't know. What, what, what Matt says my things? name like he's never said it before. <laughs> what the fuck? Autumn. Listen, Autumn. Everybody says it weird. It's fine. Um, so I have been, as anyone who's listening knows, incredibly busy. So per usual, I have like two recommendations here. Um, basically halted on reading. Sorry guys. Uh, not a top priority, but I have been watching some fucked up documentaries lately as we've discussed. So I just finished the, um, keep sweet, pray and obey documentary, which which is, uh, that was about, uh, like, Warren Jeffs and his whole cult. Oh. His, like, 30 wives. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Dude, it was, like, 75. It's disgusting. It is. But the documentary, I will say, is so well done. Like, really well done. They really, like, center the, like, testimony of the girls who also testified in the original court case. And so, and just, like, I, they have a lot of other people who left the cult at other times, um, they have someone's partner that like left the call. Like it was, it's, it is heartfelt and very good, but like that is a heavy documentary. So outside of that, I have been watching Disenchantment again because my parents kicked me off of Netflix. So Wait, I why didn't you tell me you could have been on mine? Watch well, it over Nate's. Oh, okay. So now I have to rebuild my watch list. So I started over Disenchantment, and it's funnier the second time. So, like, if you haven't watched it yet, it is super funny. And the main character's name is Bean. I know. It's perfect yeah. for him. I know. Yeah. She is the main character of our life. Uh, exactly. Bean is presently passed out on the floor trying to cool off. Yeah, she's like, I don't give a fuck about We open windows right in our house, and it's still 86. It's fine. She won't come upstairs because the air conditioners are scary, uh, but it's fine. Uh, Nate, what have you been watching and listening to? Uh, thank you for not saying reading because outside of my textbooks, uh, I have not been reading. That's why I didn't say reading. Thank I God, know I you. It. Um, oh, one of the books that my professor gave us to read though for this class, um, which is multicultural counseling, is White Fragility. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, that's a good why white book. people are afraid to yes. talk about race. No, so, I had to read uh, that in grad school. It was a great yeah, book. Yeah, so um, I have that, which I'm very excited for. I just haven't read it yet. So watching, uh, I just finished Ted Lasso. Uh, it is like. The one of my favorite shows, top five for sure. Um, they have a sports psychologist in season two and a little bit in season Love three. Uh, and that's like what I want to go into because it focuses on the athlete as a person, not the athlete as an athlete, how all of us know that person. Uh, so I really enjoy that. Uh, season three was absolutely incredible. They ended it on a perfect note. No, I loved it. Um, and then listening to, uh, I just finished a podcast, uh, a two parter on the history of vagrancy, which is the history of homelessness and how the United States has made it a crime to be homeless. Yeah. And the history of vagrancy and how uh, it started off as, like, a group of freed slaves in Maine went and lived on an island off the coast, and they kind of self-governed, but they weren't paying their taxes, they weren't voting. Right. So when they would come into the mainland, everyone would try to, like, essentially steal them and jail them for committing crimes against the United States and not paying taxes. And so that kind of has spiraled into, like, if you don't work, you are lazy. If you are able to work and still homeless, like, you're a piece of shit. How we've criminalized it within our penal code and how, like, all of the really fucked up stuff about that. 
Um, it's horribly fucked up. Uh, we are a great nation of hypocrites, and it's really depressing. But it was really interesting, so I did really like that. I actually might go listen to that. That oh, is. So I also think it's really interesting. So the reason I was like interested in that topic is because I took an environmental psych class in college, and like ever since then, I've been really fascinated by the idea of like hostile architecture and like the ways that cities yeah. are built to discourage like unhoused people from being able to like sleep in certain areas. Yeah. There's a reason you don't see them in certain parts of the city. Right. And there's a reason you yeah. see them in other right. parts of the city. Yeah. Exactly. That they could easily so, walk to. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, what about you? Uh so I I, I know we talked about this last week, but we saw Taylor Swift and then I read the fourth wing, which is all over TikTok and just blowing up everywhere and everyone's like why do people love this? This was written for the people who in 2010 were reading The Hunger Games, Divergent, loved, loved fantasy, loved like um, not uh, the mortal instruments, like loved all that young adult fantasy and read that as young adults. Uh, this is new adult. It's again, it's a dragon military school. It's got some good spicy scenes in there, but I was binge that. I actually finished that. So I read, I literally did 80% in two days and I had to like take nice. a day off and do it. But I did that right after Taylor Swift. So I've been in a bulk slump because I've just been so emotionally drained from this. So I did get on a fourth wing TikTok, which I'm glad I did because I did do the audiobook, but so many people have been pointing out little like, I don't want to say Easter eggs, but they've been like, there's so many fan theories and they, they're literally supported with evidence from the book. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. I only want to talk about this book. I only want to talk fan theories. I want to talk about where it's going. It's the first in five. The second one comes out in November. So I'm like, yes. Uh, so we can do that. And so I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a bad person, but I have this thing with shows where especially when it's a, like approaching the finale, I don't want to see it because I don't want it to end. So I stop watching. You talk about that in therapy? Yes. <laughs> we are Actually, not there yet. Also, okay, also, there's a reason I read books that are in a series because I don't want things to end. So, like, I have three episodes to go in Yellow Jackets. I have three episodes to go in The Last of Us. Like, I, and I will sit down. Also, I do want to sit down and do yeah, so binge them at once. So, I do, but I also, I do like to sit down and just binge it. Like, I love a good binge. I agree. I'm a binge. So, my uh, TV distraction lately has been The Challenge. I got introduced to it a few years ago. I love it because it chokes my yoga CrossFit brain of like, these challenges are physical. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that certain things aren't rigged or whatever, but there is an aspect of you have to physically do these challenges. Can you tell us why CJ is your favorite? CJ? In the challenge? Oh, how late are we talking here? Is this like the 2005 version of the challenge? I, sorry, I just I... started like three years ago. Uh, should so I? Like, no, you should Why is CJ your favorite? Oh, because he's just the most famous one. He's a horrible person. Oh, <laughs> oh. Wait, are you he's... talking about CT? Oh, CT. Yeah, right. so I'm so CT. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. CT. Is that your favorite? No, no, no. no. He's, he's the villain on everyone, but he's one the most because <laughs> he's a bad. Never person. mind. I like him. It's fine. He, uh, yeah, but then like, cause like there, so I was like watching Thank the you, challenge. CT. So I like so last summer they started the cha- on CBS. Like it switched from MTV to CBS. It was. The Challenge USA, so it got a bunch of people from Big Brother, Amazing Race, Forever, which again... Oh, that's did, exciting. And, but it's all these new characters, and so they had to compete, and they did uh, UK, Australia, USA, and Argentina, and then they, on Paramount Plus, they had the Challenge World Champions, and I like, so I watched the USA version, so I could watch the World Champions, which, again, I got four episodes in, and then I got distracted by The Last of Us and Yellow Jackets, and then I had to come back and all this stuff. 
But I'm going back and watching last summer season, which is The Rider Dies, oh. um, which is a great thing. So actually, one of my favorite players in the recent years is Casey. She's a lesbian. She was on Big Brother. She actually won Big Brother, but she was like a tackle football player. So like, Sweet. she was one of the few people who came in as a rookie. And one, people liked her, but two, she went to the final because she's physically fits. Like, there is a thing of, like, I understand sometimes production does storylines, they eliminate people, but, like, to get to the final, you do have to physically be yeah, there fit is a, on like, show. Like, there is, like, a, show yeah, like, yeah. There, and, like, that's where, like, I love the thing of, like, you do see it, because, like, I love Anissa. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. like yeah. she's not always the physically fit so she'll get very far and she is a fan favorite and I'm not knocking at her and also I haven't watched earlier seasons where like she's gone far and different things but it is like a thing of like you've got the people who like might be able to play a good politicking game and stuff but at some point push comes to shove and if you're not physically fit and ready to go you're out and so like I don't know I love it also just the way they train and stuff but like I Love it. Also, the writer dies. There's this new veteran, and he's straight, but his name is Horacio, and he used to be a professional footballer, and he was on some um, Hispanic TV. So for the record, so people don't know, the challenge started off is uh, real world versus road rules, or whatever it was. But if you're not, you have to be on reality TV before you can get on the challenge. Um, so you at least have to do something. Except for writer dies, there's a couple people who their writer die hadn't been on TV yet, so... With it. But this dude is just a beast and people like him, but also even the vets are just like, what the fuck? Also, Ryder Dice was great because a rookie won the very first episode and said, We're taking big swings because I feel like if you don't know this concept, the they pick off the rookies first and then it comes out of the vets. Like that's where like certain if you're a rookie and you get far, one, either you have really good friends there or you're just that physically fit that you can beat every challenge. Yeah. Um, but he's just like out here killing it and everyone's like, and the vets are fun. Like, cause this is the first season where I feel like the vets are going mad respect to the people who actually get the physical aspect and need that physical aspect. But that does bring us into Nate is on the podcast. So thinking of him, we are drinking a Sauvignon Blanc cause he loves some white wine. Cause he's a bitch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, red wine's disgusting, and anyone that drinks it has a uh, palate of bitterness and black coffee, so I enjoy taste. Where's the issue? <laughs> Which is me, like, oh, I, I, I <laughs> love my yeah. bitter yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yep, yes. Yeah. Remember, I make autumn coffee. Well, sometimes I make autumn coffee. I, we've not been around a lot in the morning, and now no. it's gotten hot, but I'll text her and be like, do you want coffee? Right. Oh, yeah. She's also, definitely. one day I brought it up, and she's like, I don't know, and it's like... And she's looking at it, the cop, and is like, well, if you don't drink it, I'll drink it. It's not a big deal. I just have to already. But then I was looking at the cop, and I was like, well, it's tarot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. Mm, if you've done this, yeah. I guess. Right. So, tarot card for me now. Yes. Actually, this is... Uh, we need to make those coffee ice cubes. We, we need do to need do. to make those coffee ice that's cubes. That's what also, we Also, yeah. guys, this is really exciting because Nate's going to be on two episodes. We're making him look at dicks twice in a week. <laughs> Right, so you, have, you, 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 you two, two weeks do, in a row. And you give your unfiltered opinion on what these tarot cards are. Yes, mean. yeah. So I think, yeah. yes, I think there's been some infusions. I'm just going to pass you the card. You just go for it. Yeah, no, I've, I've listened to the podcast. I've heard people's amazing takes, albeit maybe misguided. I feel like all of mine were amazing <laughs> and not misguided, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking I about. I may be talking about some of your guests. Whom I love. For the record. That better be some of my guests. I would never be that mean to you. You ready? 
Matt's really get. feeling them up today. All right. What are you looking at right now, Nathan? So I yeah, what's the bottom? I'm looking say? at I'm looking at the seven of pentacles. I'm sorry, what? What was that last word? Yeah, pentacles. Five coals. If you didn't know, penta five coals. Yeah, coals. no, I get it. Yeah. I'm just um yep. so flaccid. Huge, but flaccid penis. Uh hunched over, he's hunched over a rake. Um, so I would assume that this to me means do your work this week, work hard this week. Take the weekend, relax, let the balls hang, <laughs> chill out a little bit, take your time for yourself. It goes back to what I said. Fill your bucket. However you fill your bucket, do that. But work hard this week to make sure it's worth it. Only let your balls hang on the weekend. And then I'll show you guys so you can see. It's, I'm not <laughs> oh, you weren't kidding. Yeah, that you is. Flaccid yeah. hangs. We've Damn, all... that's like an extra leg though. Like... Uh, yeah, that's the priapism okay? that we have talked about. Yeah, that's Nate the, and I yeah. had a whole conversation this morning about what priapism was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and he's got work boots on, so he definitely has worked hard this week. He's tired. Yep. He's ready to enjoy himself on a weekend, however you decide to enjoy Are those enjoy pentagrams yourself. in the background? Yes, they are. Yeah, that's the pentacles. Pentagrams on the pentacles. That's the pentacles. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I was wondering where the, the pent well, came from. Um, in, in a couple weeks, when Nate's on the podcast, we'll, we, can do a whole, we can do our tarot crystal episode finally oh yeah um all right matt tell us what this really means it means planting seeds for the future (laughs) you fucking nailed it you said work hard this week get your work done because it'll set you up for success and relax on the weekend you are not wrong nailed it suck it annie (laughs) (laughs) you were wrong Sorry. So proud of you. Thank you. So proud of you. One punch in the face. So proud of you. Yeah. Uh, now Nate's gonna be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this. Get really into this. This is all. This is all real now that I've been right. No, well, uh, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate oh, of it. Of course. Well. Yeah, we're also excited you'll be on next week as well. I'm but very yeah, excited. to close out part one, everyone. This is Matt. And Autumn. And Nate. Thanks for listening to. Getting Getting sick.